We are proud to introduce the Grunt Style Foundation, a nonprofit devoted to servicing our service members, veterans, and their families. It's an organization that is built on three pillars, honor, integrity, and advocacy. We recognize those who have courageously served our country, and we're ready to go to the very steps of power on their behalf. We've done it before, and we'll do it again. From providing veterans with affordable in-home therapy methods, to championing alternative therapies to combat traumatic brain injuries, toxic chemical or heavy metal exposures, and more. Our approach is holistic and aggressive. Wherever our community is in need, we are there. Our mission is ongoing and will remain with support from people like you. Make our mission your mission, and together we can turn the tide. Someone has to. Visit www.grunstylefoundation.org for more information and join the change today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gaslighting the Warfighter, episode number 21. I've got my good friend with me, the executive director of the Grunstyle Foundation, Mr. Will Wisner. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks, man. So glad to be back. Yes, indeed. Indeed. It's a, a, a small little jump from Santa, uh, St. Louis to San Antonio, so we're glad to have you. And we've got a very special guest today uh, that we are going to continue on this conversation of psychedelics within the veteran space and healing your mind, body, and spirit. Uh, and I'm very excited to introduce uh, a good friend of both uh, Will and myself. Uh, his name is Hal, the traveling homeless veteran. <laughs> yes. uh, hey, everybody! Of... <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the show, Hal. How you doing, man? Good, good. Uh, it's kind of cold out there right now under these bridges, but you know I'm dealing with it. I got to, <laughs> I have to you know get these cardboard boxes fit, so it's going well. Right on, right on. Well, you know, we, we, we make jokes and we have fun. Uh, you know, this, we try to keep this uh, program as light as possible because it's heavy information that we deliver. Uh, you know, Hal is definitely not a homeless veteran. He's a, he's a great man that is doing some incredible work and that's why we wanted to bring him on the show. Uh, we'll introduce our good friend. Yeah, man. Hal is, uh, an amazing, uh, guy. He is a traveling, you know, some would call him a shaman, some would call them medicine men, some would call them a facilitator, a curandero. Um, how, how would you, what title would you give yourself to describe what you do? Uh, I'm just, I, I look at it as like a facilitator of 5 Neo DMT, um, just a humble servant. Hollow bone is what they call it in the game. You're just a hollow bone and, you know, the medicine speaks through you. Um, not somebody you should put on a pedestal, just uh, somebody who does the work. Is in the trenches and sees uh, goes all over America just working with people and trying to get them, you know, they heal themselves, but get them where they need to be mentally, physically, spiritually. Right on. And to kind of uh, broaden that uh, for the audience that's listening, what Hal does is he travels around the country on an underground circuit, uh, providing access to 5-MeO-DMT, dimethyltryptamine, uh, to those that are uh, seeking healing through that type of modality. So uh, how, how in the world did you get involved in this practice and how could you further demystify what this practice is for those that may have never even heard of it before right now? Yeah. Um, long story short, it was, I uh, came on my radar in 2018. I thought it was all a scam, you know, people just doing drugs. And I sent a couple of uh, guys I knew me that down to Mexico to do some, go through some treatments. And then I subsequently went down there and did it myself and just kind of ran into a medicine man who's doing 5-MeO-DMT underground and started traveling around with him, kind of apprenticing under him, not at first, just working on myself. And then he started teaching me and started getting 
the medicine was telling him to teach me. And um, at first I didn't want to do it. Then I came back and apprenticed again, started learning. Then I went down to Mexico, started learning some more and just the medicine just really started speaking to me. And I, they kind of blessed off on me and it was really the demand. A lot of guys were hitting me up and there just wasn't really people I trust underground in the U S. So I, I kind of get it is a calling and uh, stepped into my life at the same right time. And I uh, went through the process and, you know, apprenticed and trained down in Mexico. And I've been doing this since October, 2020 traveling around the U S uh, by myself, just doing ceremonies all across the U S you know, how one of the most interesting things that uh, has come out of, you know, our relationship is the understanding of why this has to be done in the way that it's that that you're going about it, right? That you know, uh, we have laws in place right now that are prohibiting Americans from, you know, having access to this type of of therapy. Um, that's having real real time, one dose uh experiences that that is curing people in many respects right. you know in uh, their anxiety their 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 traumas working through some of those things you know w- you know again why why are you having to do it this way uh one reason is schedule one it's illegal um and it's just unfortunately it's illegal but to some degree I'm I'm kind of glad it's a little bit illegal just because a lot of the charlatans are going to come out of the woodwork. And I'm kind of seeing that in the ayahuasca space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of these people coming out saying they're doing medicine and they've had no training apprenticeship. And I'm not trying to be the guardian at the gate, but they, they really, they're just charlatans. Some of these people and they're trying to catch in on the fad. And And you saw some of that in uh, Canada with some of these psilocybin companies, and essentially they just raised investors' money, bankrupted the company, and they got a golden parachute. So a lot of scams are coming out of the woodwork. But yes, I am doing it underground. It is uh, not only am I doing veterans, but I'm doing uh, law enforcement, first responders. Everybody's it, the word is spreading fast, and everybody's hearing about this, and they don't have the money to go to the therapist and spend a couple hundred dollars an hour on therapy anymore. The economy's bad. We're in a recession. And a lot of the stuff just doesn't work. They're desperate. They want anything that can kill them and their families. They're not looking to join a cult or a commune or move to Costa Rica or any of that stuff. They just want to get healed and go back to their families and live their life. So, yeah, during COVID, the reason I started driving across the country is in the middle of COVID because people couldn't travel so i was like well i don't care about covid i don't care about getting sick i know it's not going to kill me so i'm just going to drive i'll drive to you and meet you so that just started from there before we go too much further down to kind of what this world looks like and this underground circuit um you know we're using a lot of terms that we're just taking for granted that that the listeners are already familiar with we're talking about ayahuasca we're talking about dmt we're talking about 5-meo dmt you know let's set the stage for the listener what is the difference between ayahuasca and the modality that you're practicing with bufo or toad and 5-meo dmt what could you just kind of set the stage for us here and explain what all these different things mean yeah first off i apologize for jumping right out the gate uh so ayahuasca is from the ayahuasca vine they boil uh, the ayahuasca vine there's at least 12 different uh variations of the ayahuasca vine 
If it's in the canopy, it's yellow. If it's down in the ground, it's black. The strongest being black ayahuasca, what I, my experiences are. Um, and you boil it together and create this tea you drink. It gives you an entheogenic experience. Um, toad is poison from the Sonora bullfrog. And it's from the Sonora desert. And you squeeze it out onto a piece of glass, let it dry in the sun. You scrape it off and you smoke it. Now, what I like about toad versus ayahuasca, for me, it's, it's kind of my personality. It's straight to the point. And when you're done, you can walk away, get in your car and drive off. Ayahuasca, a, a lot of problems people run into is that their visions aren't consistent because especially in America, they're jumping around all these different ayahuasca ceremonies and they're brewed by different people. And there's different variations by ayahuasca. Toad is toad. It's very simple. It, 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 there's no variations. It is what it is. However, the potency of it can be different for example, if you squeeze the poison from the frog fresh out of the ground, that poison's been marinating in those glands for nine months, and that can be more powerful than other milkings, the initial milking. So that's maybe the only variation, but with ayahuasca, there's many different variations. And, sure. And yep. well, I think one other thing we want to talk about is kind of the difference between you know, what is an experience with toad like versus what an experience with ayahuasca is like? Because my understanding of this is that, you know, ayahuasca is orally active dimethyltryptamine, right? So we have these enzymes in our stomachs that prevent us from being able to absorb it. So if you were to drink, you know, uh, another concoction that had just straight DMT from the chacruna leaf, you would not be able to have the psychoactive effects of the, the the dimethyltryptamine in the ayahuasca vine itself is suppressing these enzymes that allow you to have that experience. And it can last upwards of eight hours. Whereas toad, uh, this is something that you, you smoke and inhale. And there's other forms of DMT. There are 5-MeO DMT like Yopo that you would, you know, encephalate or snort yeah. through your nose. You know, it, these are very intense experiences in a short period of time. Could you expand on that or kind of yeah. fill in the gaps yeah, that I've missed? So yeah, so toad, 5-MeO-DMT, and I only do organic. I don't do synthetic. Organic is, people say, well, synthetic is this, organic is that. Organic is more powerful because you have the spirit of the medicine. It stays in your system longer. It goes through your system. It stays there because you have the spirit. It, it, and it's just, it's the spiritual journey. And I only deal with organic substances. Um, for, for me, what I've seen with people, especially Americans, in the matrix toad is the best thing to start off with because it's a pattern interrupt it's a hard reset and if they're in the matrix they don't have much time because they're always shooting emails doing something it's matrix stuff and once like one person takes me around it's an hour and a half setup about three hours to work with them an hour breakdown and with that there's two smokes initial two handshake doses that helps me read baseline where you're at and dosage do, weight doesn't matter whatsoever whatsoever it's just how you are what you are what god created you that's that's the dosage level and i can gauge that off the first two handshakes then on the third one that's the breakthrough dose and uh, then i do one at the end it's a handshake and that's kind of wrap up all the experiences. So it's kind of like the bell curve. I bring you up and that'll bring you down. And that gives you a holistic experience. 
because once you're cracked open, you're cracked open for life. Once the bell's been rung, it can never be unrung. And once you're cracked open, it's easier for you to drop in with other medicines. Now, again, why is it best to do toad? My experience first, because a lot of these people in the demographic I deal with are law enforcement, uh, special operations veterans, military, all that stuff. They have a they have a, a a shield. They have armor up, and they also have the ego. And I got to crack through that. Now, if they go straight into ayahuasca or say another medicine, iboga, then they can fight it a little bit more. But once you kind of squelch the ego, dissolve the ego, it's easy. They they get it now. They're like, wow, this isn't a drug. This is real. This is something that's more powerful than me and it's it's not it's a spiritual experience and they take the space by space i mean the entheogenic y'all would call it psychedelic space more serious and hold it hold it in reverence and take every since they take everything more serious they go into ayahuasca much more serious with intentions and more equipped to do the work and it's easier for ayahuasca to go into them because now you've cracked the shell yeah the, the the question one question I would ask you how for people listening is you know, we we're hearing a lot about doing the work right and yes. you know, dropping in and you know you know sitting and and sitting with your thoughts like what does work mean to you and and how is the best way that you can explain it for people that are listening? Yes, so work is is in the space. For example, my space. I say, hey, I tell people, hey, you're about to go to work, and it's not a drug. You're not going to get high. And the medicine gives you what you need, not what you want. And by work, you're looking to heal. And essentially, when the medicine comes, just surrender and let it take you away. If you have a physical injury, let's say back pain, joint pain, whatever, you're going to feel fire. Let's say you feel fire in that joint. You're safe. What it's doing is, is working out blockages and just lean into the pain. Lean into the pain. The quicker you lean into it, the quicker it's over and you pop out the other end. Through the through the darkness is the light. And through some of these people, when they're done, because sometimes through these experiences with Toad, your body will start convulsing and you'll start spasming your muscles because it's working out trauma in the muscle as well. And you don't realize it at the moment, but after the ceremony, you're going to be really tired. Most people are tired. I come to their house. And when they're done, they go to bed or they just relax. And the next day, their muscles are sore because they're going to work and they may not realize it. Example, I had a guy, he was a gym bro. And you know how the gym bros are, they worship the mirror. So he was always working out. He had nerve damage in his arm. And the doctor's like, hey, if you keep working out, you're going to lose access to your arm. And he's like, whatever, because, you know, he's he doesn't want to get smaller. He's always working out in the mirror. So I did a medicine with him. His arm was just convulsing, going off, spasming the whole time, which is good because I can tell the toad is going into it. And so I kept in contact with him for the next six weeks. Whenever he went to sleep, his arm would, would go off. It'd start to spasm. And when he was done, when the toad was done working his, through his arm, it went to his back and started working on his back. So it's working out those blockages in your in your body, firing off those nerve endings, those injuries. And I get a lot of veterans who has physical injuries just through trauma in the military, uh, running, ruck marches, long marches, military operations, and the toad helps to work out their body, their back pain. My shoulder, my left arm, I couldn't even drive really 
before I did toad and it worked out a lot of that trauma to where I could drive again. Mm. So it's going to be work. It's not going to be pleasant at times, but it's up to you to do the work. I can only take you so far. Right. Right. And, and the mystery really is, you know, through all of these different plant based medicines is the, the way that, you know, it, it enters the body and then starts working within the body, uh, you know, on these things like, you know, uh, inflammation, uh, joint pain, uh, mental blocks, uh, you know, uh, there's in a lot of literature, the shared experiences that people have on the coming on the backside is, um, you know, some of the clearest thought, uh, and brain synapses that they've had in, in recent memory, you know, can you speak a little bit to that and how the medicine just goes to work within the body from a, more of a scientific perspective or, you know, is, is it just the mystery of these medicines that, that make them so powerful? Well, full disclosure, Tim, I have a Mississippi public school education, probably the worst <laughs> in the country. If you're not best, we're last. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't, I can't tell you such, but I do know Toad builds new neural pathways in your brain. Hmm. A lot of these people, they're in the matrix. They're going, going, going. Their body hasn't had time to relax, so it relaxes them. And it'll sometimes talk to people and tell them, hey, you're okay. Because some of these people have so much anxiety from working oh my gosh the bills they've kind of built this own prison around them in consumerism materialism i gotta get the new car I get the new car i gotta expend more energy to buy more stuff it's kind of the trap and the medicine will tell them and then they'll realize i don't need all this stuff mm -hmm. i'm building a prison around myself i'm doing this to myself and the medicine will speak to them and say hey you don't need all this you're fine and people start realizing this energy exchange in the matrix of getting nicer stuff means I need to work more, spend more time at the office in the, in the wage cage, the cubicle, they don't need to do that. And so they start toning back. Then they start transitioning to nature to where they want to spend more time with their kids, family, nature. And they realize that's what brings them happiness because everything they need is in front of them. And the sun is free. You go to New York, these people, New Yorkers are so angry, a lot of them, because they don't get vitamin D. They're inside all the time. They've never been around nature, so they don't get vitamin D. They're pale. They're they're angry. They're angrier. And that's where you see, like, the high levels of anxiety and anger and resentment and so on and so forth. So it, it, uh, it really goes in and kind of tells them and what the problem is. And also, too, I had one guy that showed him. It showed him alcohol and it showed him his wife and it said, you got to pick one yeah. now and you got to do the work. It'll show you problems, but it's up to you to walk through the door and walk the path. So as we're talking about things being shown, right? I mean, we've, 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 we've laid a lot on the table here. We've talked everything from physiological healing. Now we're talking about, you know, the basic common sense psychological truths of like, Hey, you know, sunshine's good. Vitamin D is good. You know, it's good to be out in nature, but now we're talking about some pretty profound things that are, you know, uh, borderline spiritual in nature, or maybe all the way over in spiritual nature, you know, here, alcohol, your wife, pick one. Mm -hmm. You know, these are heavy topics. How in the world does this toad venom convey this, uh, to someone that has smoked it? And what is that experience like when you say it's shown to you, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, Will, are you trying to say subtly I need to ground? I'm going too fast or what? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so 
by showing it, it'll give you a visual and it's very or some people there's a knowing you just know like wow this is something that's not serving me and for some people it'll show them the problem by show them you get a visual you're the problem you know some of these people i deal with they're delusional they honestly think i'm not the problem and i was like and i can't you know it's not me i don't you know i can't tell them the medicine kind of tells them like you know, there's a reason you're coming to the medicine. You have all these problems in your life and it's kind of, it's their ego and it's them ignoring what, uh, what everybody's trying to show them is that they're the problem. It's their attitude and the medicine will show them and, and it's up to them to, to correct that. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, at, at the integration is the, you know, they say is the most important piece. Yes. And it's how you react after that, what you've been shown or what you know to be true, what you do with that. And part of that, too, I tell them community is the medicine, too. Who are you hanging out with? Me personally, uh, I work with a lot of veterans, nonprofits. I send them after I do a veteran, I send them to a veteran nonprofit that takes people outside into nature and all that other stuff because they need nature. The they, that is your medicine too. Your body is not designed to sit in a sit in a chair eight hours a day. We were not built like that. And you know, I think right here, Hal, we're we're really zeroing in on, you know, kind of the magic of this modality, right? So, I mean, what we're describing is really the end objective of a lot of psychotherapy. And you yep. know, uh, you know, if you've encountered the VA, if you're from the GWAT era veteran, and you've engaged in the VA, you know, you know two things. Uh, you know, that you're, you're engaging in these group therapies or, or, or talking to people and counselors, and they all have that same end objective of being able to come to that conclusion that this, this medicine is just showing you, you are the problem. Here are the ways in which you are the problem. And here is, you know, some constructive, helpful, helpful ways to get around that. And, you know, where, where I am so encouraged with this type of modality, as opposed to what like, uh, normal psychotherapy offers is, uh, almost always what goes with that is some kind of a psychotropic drug that really is a drug that yeah. masks over and adds a layer to that ego that really is the ultimate root problem. So I think if I understand what you're saying to, to summarize and, and tell me where I'm wrong or maybe add some better context to it, really the goal here is to find your way around that ego, to bypass that ego and come to the, the truth of the core of the matter in a way that you can't ignore it that you can't explain it away that you have to face it deal with it and move past it is that fair yeah that's fair i mean uh uh dissolution of self mm -hmm. you know a non-dualistic state to where and also people say when they find they encounter god with 5-meo dmt and they get a direct download and you know when you know um some people have had a kundalini awakening off of it a couple weeks later it's just, it's just how it is. The medicine is intelligent, and that's the difference between synthetic and organic. Organic still working in you. Got that spirit of the toad still working inside of you. And yeah, it it, it really is all encompassing. And for me, I tell people there, it's no coincidence. Toad, the most powerful thing you can smoke on this planet, is in America's backyard. That's God saying, "Here's a hookup. Here you are." You know, that's not a coincidence because right now we all know, just look at the veteran numbers. I mean, look at uh, Kapicheski right now, the ranger yeah. who just killed himself. 
that was 75th Ranger Regiment's poster child. He just killed himself. And now mental health is at the forefront in that organization, that demographic right. over there. You can't ignore it. It's everywhere. Right. And that's, and that's, you know, that's the, that's what we're talking about here right? in many respects, you know, you know, we spoke a lot about the veteran community because that's where 100% of our focus is put, um, you know, but the, the insulting part of the, of all this is, you know, 20 years, 30,177 veterans have committed suicide in the same time period, you know, 7,057, you know, veteran uh, active duty have been killed in combat operations. So we're killing ourselves at a, at a rate of nearly 4.5, uh, a factor of a 4.5. And, um, you know, when all these things happen, like, uh, you know, Cap killing himself uh, last week, um, we'll, we'll, as a community, we'll rally for about two weeks. We'll get real serious about making sure we're calling our friends. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do the buddy checks. We'll go on social media. We'll put some virtuistic words in place to say how, you know, uh, upset we are and you know, we need to do a better job. Um, but that is it, right? Yeah. That's it, yeah. and and it's that's a it. and it's a direct and this is a direct statement, and it's hard for our community to hear. But that's all we're going to do, yep. right? Because we, for whatever reason, we don't I, we don't want to pick up the the bucket and carry that a, a little bit further, or you know, uh, rally as, as as a community and say, "Hey, we're done. It's over. Like we're not we're not accepting any more veteran suicides." And this is what we're doing. Well, and I, th I think that's really to the to the core of why we're doing this episode is 100%. What, what is the alternative? What we do know is that veterans have been killing themselves at a rate of, you know, colloquially, what, 22 a day sure. for the last 20 years. So what we have been trying, what is available does not work. Uh, no. it, it is not putting a dent in the issue. Right. And here we have another modality that, uh, you know, anecdotally at least works. Right. Right. At least even if it offers hope to work. A lot of times hope is enough to avoid going down that road of right. joining the ranks of that 22 a day. Right. And yeah, you know, I, I, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. Hal. I'm a, I'm a stopgap measure. I go across the country. I do people work on people and, and look, like you said, they rally around the two weeks later. I mean, your average American is in the matrix and they're more concerned with sports ball. And you know, what's the new Marvel movie coming out? Look at Afghanistan. Look how much. Look how quick that was. You know, sure, that was sure. Forgotten. We're we're you more know? concerned about uh, Demar Hamlin falling over on national television than you know uh, a ranger that uh, you know did honorable things for his country and his brothers and sisters, uh, and you know gets nothing in terms of, yeah. of, of any type of conversation. Yes, you're absolutely right. We, we our focuses, you know, our 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 sense of of values are in the wrong place. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think the bright side of this conversation is the the what what our community is saying. There are people within the community saying, "Hey, uh, we're going to find a way," and it's gentlemen uh, and people like yourself that are you know saying, "I'm you know I'm going to I'm going to get in my car and I have a means uh, and, and I can deliver this this form of, of of therapy, and it's working." You know, so. You know, but it's a shame that we have to do this uh, in in an underground sense, or we have to fly uh, our, our our hurt and, and trauma and affected individuals to Mexico, Peru, and you know, name any country that's doing this type of medicine work. That's insulting. Like, why do we have to leave our own country to get help? Yeah, and you know, some would go down the uh, other road and say it's all by design. You know, uh, you know, get all these people on these pills. And everything. 
but it's kind of well known now, especially after the Sackler family emails came out about calling people pillbillies and the Southeast and stuff like that and mm-hmm. feeding people opioids. Um, I've been a, and also the veterans are tired. They're tired of being the guinea pig, but however, they'll be the guinea pig when it comes to studies for psychedelics because, at, you know, there wasn't a draft for this military. We all enlisted. Um, and for me, that's kind of like the warrior class, your country's attack, September 11th, whatever. And everybody went overseas. Now we're at the tip of the spear too. We're like, listen, this is helping not only us, the veteran community, but our communities, the right. Rust Belt, the Southeast, where it's been the cartels pumping fentanyl and everything else. This is a national security issue. And now we have a solution to this national security issue. Now we have a solution to getting to stop making the cartels rich. So it, it, it spans many different spaces. Uh, healthcare is one sixth of the U.S. economy, but it also goes into the defense industry because now it just came out too. the defense industry. They're going to have to spend a bunch of money on medication, and all this other stuff, too. Well, we're not only have a solution, a viable solution, but it's at a fraction of the cost as well, because we just don't have the money anymore. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think. Did you know the Grunt Style Foundation serves our military and veteran communities with everything they need to get on track, no matter their circumstances? From alternative medicine, mental health support, career resources, combating homelessness, food insecurity, and more, we are partisans for our community and will remain so with your support. Donate today, and together, we will drive positive changes we desperately need. Someone has to, and we're stepping up. Are you? Visit www.gruntstylefoundation.org and support a veteran today. You know, they, we say it all the time. Nobody's coming to help, right? We got we got to take care of the situation ourselves, and you know uh, what what is being done about it. You know, and this, you know, I think we're past the days of 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 thinking that psychedelics are pseudoscience, right? You have the FDA that's that's come out on two separate instances saying that psilocybin is a breakthrough modality of treatment, um, you know, for some of these uh, mentally uh, mental health. Uh, episodes that uh, that are happening within our country you know so I, I i feel encouraged right that you know hopefully that you won't have to be driving around uh you know under the cover of a pseudonym uh trying to bring help to people that uh in the in the near future we can say yes you know this 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 is a modality of treatment and you know to your point how uh, it is controlled uh, to a reasonable degree but the access is available for those that need it i think that's the the end state that we would all be happy with yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something too. And the, the thing about the veteran network and all that stuff, it's very word of mouth and reputational. You know, you can, people ask you a question, well, what about this guy? And you, you know who he is. There's probably one degree of separation. Is he a good guy or not? Right. Okay. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's safe. He's not a good guy. Okay. I wouldn't go to him. It's, we kind of better on, it's kind of like Lord of the flies to some degree on the Island. We all know each other. And I feel some of us, you know, a lot of us have the integrity to be like, okay, this is this. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't make much money doing this stuff. It's not about the money. I, I've got right. offers doing other stuff, but it's like, you know, because it, it does take a certain person to do it. You can't panic. It has to be integrity. That's why they call it hollow bone. You're just a hollow bone. God speaking through you. And that's just not me saying, but it's kind of like the thing in Peru and Mexico, hollow bone, hollow bone. And you need those people because you, you know, I would say with great power comes great responsibility in this space. You can imprint in people's minds. 
So that's why it needs to be semi integrity. Oh yeah, we're in love. Yeah. Yeah, they come out of experience. It's a rebirth. It's like dealing right. with the baby. They're they're getting learn how to walk again and you can imprint on them. Oh yeah, I need some more money for this. And you know, we're in, we're really in love. That's what the medicine told me too. So really there's an integrity portion. I feel like the veterans, a lot of people, no matter where you are in America, I feel like we're the last group of people that America, tr- Americans truly trust. Yeah. And, and uh, try to contain that, you know, and, and, and because there is like a brotherhood type thing is free to core. And um, we don't want to let each other down. And that's why we're doing this yeah. because we know other people are going to be in the same shoes we were. And we want to try to help them out. We're paying it forward. And it, it, it is sad because, what is all this for when everybody just comes back from overseas and just kills themselves? I mean, right. is that win? Is that winning? No. And we, you know, we need each other right now, especially now. So, so how do people access this underground circuit? Now, you know, there's the people are hearing psychedelics are you know this this uh, miraculous modality that that we want people to have access to or should have access to. You know, that that could also be a very dangerous thing, uh, as you as you you know as you just uh, the story you just told. Um, what is the responsible way for someone that's seeking this kind of help? How do they get into it? That's it's kind of hard because you know nobody wants to get busted, right? Nobody wants to get narked <laughs> out. So it's it's uh, there's that there's that there's, there's that, that part. <laughs> Now, it is said, like, if you do well, the medicine will protect you, yes. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to get cocky. And um, for the veteran network, it's really word of mouth. And it's once the veteran does it, he wants to bring his community, his friends, his childhood friends, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um, I try to, if somebody asks me and I'm questionable, I'm like, I, okay, is this like a cop or narc or something? I don't know. I'm like scared. Hey, I'll send it to some of my network outside the country. You want to do ayahuasca and Peru, go down there. Once they do medicine, they get it, and I trust them. I'm like, okay, you know I'm not a drug dealer. You know I'm not doing this, so I'll sit with them. But Or, or go to Mexico and do you know, Hachuma or something like that, and then we'll take care of them stateside. For example, a lot of the guys going out to Mexico doing stuff, I will, uh, I will uh, – take care of them if they need other stuff on the, you know, like they still need some work. I'll, I'll, I'll work with them, take people to Africa, do stuff there. I, I just had a couple uh, veterans walk out of the jungle after doing a dieta in the jungle in Peru with the natives. And it's just, it really is right now word of mouth. What I'm really worried about, a lot of these people on Instagram, a lot of these people with their websites, got to watch out. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not on social media in that capacity trying to get people because I'm so busy. It's so word of mouth. And it kind of makes me question if you're on social media, all this stuff all the time, doing this recruiting and all this stuff, like what, like it, a lot of this is reputational word of mouth. And one person brings another, brings another. Like you really got to ask yourself some questions that might be a red flag. So I'd really watch out all these people. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So a lot of these people telling you stuff, you, you know, you might want to do your due diligence and check. And for me, you know, I do a ceremony. I blow tobacco. I set it up. I do uh, 
sage, open it up with sage, tobacco, and aqua florida. Three different protections. And, you know, you just, you know who's real and who's not. And for me, every year I go back somewhere and go through retraining. It's like being back in the military. You're always a student. You're always training and learning something new. And if somebody's, oh, I know this. I don't have an ego. I know everything. Then it's like, okay, we got, we got some problems. But, yeah. you know, I'll just ask, like, who's your teacher? Where do you learn from? Do you, do you go back and still train, retraining? So it's, it's like being back in the military. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. I just had an eight-day energetic diet uh, with tea where I couldn't eat, drink, have anything with sugar uh, or pork or anything for the last eight days doing an energetic cleanse on myself just because I take in so many people's energy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the, the, the real deal, Hal. And, you know, you spent uh, some time, uh, you know, in, in Gabon, uh, yeah. you know, a few episodes back, we had a, a wonderful interview with uh, a shaman uh, that you made an introduction uh, to uh, Michaela. And if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a fascinating episode on Abigail, uh, on Oboga. Uh, so, you know, Tell us a little bit about that journey and, you know, what, what, what did you take away from that, uh, you know, part of your training? Uh, Aboga. Aboga is for me something I'd want to use probably last because do toad, toad first. I'll be able to read them. And if there's still something there, I'll be like, Hey, you gotta do ayahuasca. We gotta, because Toad and ayahuasca take away your free will. Aboga, it's easy to fight. All you mm. got to do is get in your head, think, or just open up your eyes, and you can get out of the medicine. It's very user-friendly, Aboga. Um, I would use that as like a finishing move. Somebody, ne you need information, you need to meet your soul, you need that stuff, do Aboga last. Uh, and Abogain's good, but Aboga's better. And... You know, you're not, I'm just a big organic guy. And with the mm -hmm. boga, you get all the alkaloids. It heals you physically as well, cleans out your, your uh, stomach. And I mean, the last time I did a boga journey was New Year's and my shoulder was bothering me. And it went into my shoulder and started working on my shoulder. And I could feel it going in there. And it also helped. To, I try to do a boga every quarter to kind of ground me bring everything together because I do so much bufo. Mm -hmm. I need a ground. So a boga helps me to ground. And can you, um, can you briefly explain uh, how, what uh, a boga is, where it comes from and uh, kind of connect that dot to that training that yeah. we're talking about where you went, what that involved. Yeah. Yeah. So a boga, a boga is from the aboga tree. It's bark from the aboga root. And you eat that, you go through an entheogenic journey. It's anywhere from 12 to 30 hours. And it's for me, it's very visual. It can come in a vision. A lot of people get intense visions or it's a knowing. And it's similar to toad in terms of the substance. A toad is toad. A boga is a boga. There's no like boiling a different plant with it or anything. You just shave it off and eat it. Ayahuasca, as we described earlier, there's at least 12 different variations of ayahuasca. Then you got to get the shakruna. Shik leaf boil it with that and you, you know just different variations but a boga is a boga and it's very simple and that's where the consistency comes in and it's so powerful some people say the most powerful entheogen on the planet that's what a lot of people use it to detox people off drugs and 
that's where you see a lot of people getting off heroin, opioids. They use Ibogaine and Iboga. The kind of the protocol. I don't detox people off drugs, but it's Ibogaine and then roll into Iboga. But that's kind of Iboga is kind of new to the West. People are still trying to figure out, like, okay, how to incorporate that. And I'm still in the process as well. Um, it, it, but I, I, my medicine. Whenever I go to a medicine person, because here's the thing too, in your lifetime, you only have enough room in your toolkit for two or three psychedelics, entheogens to work with. I'm not talking about just plants. I'm talking about like, because to do iboga, you got to retrain, train. There's only so much time you have in a year. So I'm bufo iboga. That's what I like. And hachuma, cactus as a and that's about it i'm not an ayahuasca guy i'm not a mushroom guy full disclosure and so when i go to somebody who's in the medicine space okay i say what's your medicine what speaks to you what do you like what what works well with you and if somebody's like 10 different psychedelics i'm like oh wow you know like this is you're an abuser (laughs) yeah it's like it's like uh that's you know that's that's a lot (laughs) because even with bufo I go back and I, you know, do training or do, you know, do stuff. I go down when I was really doing Bufo hard, I go do dietas in Peru and I'd incorporate some of the other medicines in the dietas, for example, the Kamalanga seed to do energetic diet, energetic cleanses. I would do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with Iboga, I go back to Africa every year and you do retraining. So it's kind of, you know, there's a protocol and so you just don't have enough time in a year to train and learn more stuff when you're doing like all these different medicines. So I I ask Bill, what speaks to you? And I don't want to go to another one, but cactus, it's, that's another one that's good as well. It's a vasodilator, expands the capillaries. So people with high blood pressure, if they can't do a boga, they can't do toad. Cactus is another one to start them off on. Uh, My mentor did an 83 year old who just did a heart, had a heart attack because it's a vasodilator, expands the capillaries. That medicine's allowed to go, go through their system because what is cactus? Sunlight hits the cactus. The cactus metabolizes into mescaline or what have you into a psychedelic. You're drinking sunlight, cleans out your GI tract, resets your central mm-hmm. nervous system and gives you that entheogenic experience um, to kind of put you in those still points over at least a 12 hour period. Yep. For all of these uh industrious and clever folks that are listening to this that are thinking, well, now I know, uh, you know, th- these things are out there. I'm going to scour the internet and try to no. figure out how to source <laughs> it and, and do it on my own. What, what words of warning or advice would you give those folks? I'll say right now, don't do that. I had a ranger who tried to he'd get DMT online because a lot of these problems I w- run into, especially with the special operations community, they're like, Oh, I can do this. I got this. And they'll try to get ayahuasca vine off online. They'll try to, I mean, they'll just start cooking stuff. And you really open yourself up. You open up portals. And I'm just going to be honest with you, dude. Demons are real. And from the Africans to the Peruvians to the Mexicans, they all believe in that stuff. And you open up stuff for stuff to come in. The biggest thing that gives me problems is mushrooms. People do mushrooms. They go into like uh, a concert or a high traffic area, especially a baseball game. And they start getting really sick, seeing a lot of dark stuff. 
and I got to clean them out and cleanse them. And uh, because you're literally leading super highways into your body, into your soul for stuff to get in. So, you know, that's something you need. It needs to be in a container, a protected space to where nothing can get in. And you're protected mentally, physically, spiritually. And it, I mean, it's work for me. It's a lot of work for me. I'm tired when it's said and done, you know, and I, and people are like, oh, oh, it's only 10 minutes, according to who? Because <laughs> I've had one I've had one guy in for nearly three hours gone for nearly three hours. I've been gone off a big hit for 80 minutes before dropped right back into it. 80 minutes. So everybody's different. And just because you had a good experience on this medicine this time doesn't mean it can get because sometimes the medicine puts you on. It doesn't matter what it is. They'll put you on the operating table sometime and test yeah. you. So in asphyxiation, too, you throw up and you don't know it. You can asphyxiate. You could die. And it puts a black eye on the whole space and makes us look bad. And now you start getting, you know, the law enforcement involved. So. Right. Yeah, this is a uh, this isn't uh, the, the brown acid being passed around at, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> at a party. <laughs> right. This is this is not a party drug. Uh, this is serious, serious stuff. And you know, we we are certainly this this uh, segment of of information that we're sharing with everybody, you know, will make it very clear. This is not uh, talking about recreational use of some very powerful psychedelics. We're talking about medicinal use for very uh, you know uh, debilitating anxieties and pains and you know afflictions that are happening with people that um, you know they're on their they're on their last their last leg of treatment and they're, they're going to utilize this form of therapy. So, you know, I think it's very important that we, we just button that, that we button that to the wall really quickly. Yeah. And this is a confusing space. There's a, there's a lot to this. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, thank you, Hal, uh, for coming on today because, you know, what we've really been able to do is uh, kind of show what this underground circuit looks like from the perspective of someone that's actually a facilitator. And that's very unique. And we're, we're talking about some elephants in the room, you know, a lot of us that have uh, set with these modalities, uh, you know, take issue with the idea of trying to sterilize this stuff out. They're removing, you know, like you had said something earlier, like one of the key components of this stuff is we as the warrior class understand and recognize the importance of community. We understand and value the ceremony and the purpose of ceremony and tradition. You know, these things resonate with us in impactful ways, and that is complementary to this type of medicine. And, you know, when we we there is a spiritual component to this. And that is hard to discuss at when we're doing advocacy work or whatever on these types of levels, because, you know, no one wants to really uh, engage that part of it. We want to talk about just from a strictly from a, a sterile clinic, clinical sense. And well, there's other stuff to this. Yeah. And so uh, thank you very much for coming on and kind of giving us uh, insight into this world through your lens. That's been very helpful. Yeah. And I'll just say this one thing in the West in America right now, it really is trying to, this is a tr traditional space. It's nature. It's our birthright. And, um, you know, how, what we live in, especially in this consumerism, corporate culture, it's not big on tradition. And that's where you're going to see the conflict tradition versus this corporatism trying to overtake the space. And I know it wins in the end nature, but I, I see that being a big conflict in the near future tradition versus you know, the Western new age, so on and so forth. So. 
Yep. <clears throat> the, uh, the, the, the almighty profiteering of the big pharma industry. God wins in the end. That's right. That's right. Well, Hal, it's been absolutely enlightening. Um, and I'm glad uh, we get to share a lot of this information with our community. Uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing, the lives that you're saving, the souls that you're healing, uh, and the spirits that you're lifting. That's uh, absolutely incredible work. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm quite proud to know you, sir. Well, it's a uh, pleasure knowing y'all. We all met for a reason. We know that there's no coincidences, especially being having toad in the U.S. That's no coincidence. Anywhere on the planet is right here in our backyard. And it got a lot of people in Mexico off crystal meth. And I think it's something we can use to heal our way forward. So, Right on. Well, everybody, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of Gaslight Warfighter number 21. Share it with all your friends. You can get it at, at any download uh, app download uh, for podcasts. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. And remember, as always, be kind to one another. Wash those stinking hands and we'll see you next time. The Grunt Style Foundation is moving forward with purpose. Thanks to support from members of the community like you, we have begun to turn the tide in the fight against toxic exposure, PTSD, and veteran homelessness, among other things. This is a fight some people don't believe can or should be fought. Respectfully, they can sit on a cactus and spin. We are in this for our brothers and our sisters, so the challenge is accepted. Let's be the change we need. Somebody has to be. Visit www.gruntstylefoundation.org and donate today.